Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Matt and Jeff finish out the Black Panther feedback. Whew, it's a doozy. And they go off the rails like you know they do. I mean, what's format? What are rails? All that and more with these brief musical stylings. <gasps> Let's do this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, where we have conversations like fans do, because that's what we are. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, Jeff. So it's been, what, three weeks since Black Panther came out? Two? Three? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So how are you feeling about Black Panther, having given some, given some time for, to ruminate in that brain of Jeff Randall? I, I have attempted to let my, my feelings on the matter sit a while, stew on it. Yeah. Uh, searching. Perhaps my soul? Processing. Yeah. Spending time in therapy about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm working through the grief at my own pace. Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, man, I just, I still really like it. Yeah, man. I know it was odd hearing the disappointed sounds, but the good words. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it as confusing as possible. You did sound a little, uh, a little down on it. I was like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Is he about to blast it? Man. You're such a good actor, Jeff. It's because I moved to L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Your acting just gets better. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Man, um, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I still dig it a lot. And even the things that we talked about a few weeks ago, how I was like, Riri didn't really fit. Like, that was my one big complaint. I was like, Riri feels shoved in the movie. But the more and more I think about it, Riri is the only thing that allowed that movie not to be a dirge, you know? Yeah, I was just going to be sad the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it really needed her. And so I am, while I still feel like plot wise she was shoved in there, she was a very necessary, like it, no one in Wakanda could be as fun and brash as Riri because they're all mourning their king, you know? Yeah, yeah. She she served a good role as, you know, someone to bring a bit of levity to what would be a an otherwise very, very dour proceeding. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I feel I feel like even my my little nitpicky complaints are sort of being uh, amended as I as I as I think further about it, um, and it's just a really good movie. It feels really balanced. It feels like it really went through a lot of the tragedy and the mourning, but it doesn't feel that heavy of a movie because of some of the choices of um, you know with the, the Riri stuff, but also the sort of uh, buddy cop short we got with a. Uh, Okoye and Shuri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I recently rewatched um, Civil War like a couple of nights ago, which was, you know, our first introduction to uh, anybody from Wakanda at all. Mm-hmm. And especially um, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman. And like, as soon as he showed up on screen, I was like, I miss him so much. Yeah. But it's okay because we got Wakanda forever. And it, it did good. It did good by this guy. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, you know, even with all the madness that ensued because of it, like they they really put in a lot of work to like I don't know, make a movie about grief. And and you know, the first one has its moments that are really about grief because T'Challa just lost his father and Killmonger also is just dealing with the anger and the the thing I was really excited about with this movie is that like it let the hero, especially a female hero, go through those stages of anger and like really make me think that it might go dark, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I just, I, I'm really 
just proud of what the team did. I think it's freaking awesome. It's really good. <laughs> I, lo- I love the the thought of like really proud of what the guys did. You know, I wasn't a part of it at all. No, uh, no, not my team. <laughs> I'm not on the team, but like <laughs> they are a team. Yeah. The, yeah. Ryan Coogler I'm and all them. Really I'm, proud of them. <laughs> They really brought it home at the end of the day. Way to go, guys. (laughs) This is our sports, right? Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. Um, (laughs) This is is our sports. I I, I was talking to somebody in the car the other day, and they were talking about um, some football play. And they were like, look at this football play. Look at that. Can you you imagine this? Uh, Apparently, a couple years ago in the Iron Bowl, like the Auburn versus Alabama game that everyone obsesses about around here, there was some sort of crazy uh, run back that like went from end zone to end zone and win the game. I have no idea. (laughs) You literally have no idea um, what it was. But she had a a name. It was named and everything. It was like, you don't know the something something play? And I was like, no, I have no idea. So she showed me on her phone and she was like, oh, it's just getting me excited. I love it. And I was like, I don't get it. But I think it's how I think feel about like when Endgame happens, like when the <laughs> final battle in Endgame happens. I think you're yeah. getting a similar sense in your chest. Like I think you're having those same feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I think what's happening in your chest is what happens in my chest when I hear portals start to play. Yeah, portals by Alan Silvestri. Freaking oh, I'm on your left. All right, let's uh, let's get a little bit of this feedback real quick. All right, so one of our patrons, Jordan Boyd, sent this message. Hey, Matt the Magnificent, Scrappy win all the fights, Ashley, and mm-hmm. Jeff the Theory Chef, plus whichever wonderful guest. I like, I like Jeff the Theory Chef. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm cooking them up, man. That's, that's what I do. I mean, like, I, I really appreciate Matt the Magnificent, you know? Like, that's really nice of him. Well, yeah, you've got the alliteration going on. Yeah, I do, I do. But you've got the rhyming. Oh, I do have the rhyming. Yeah, I know it. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> we're just like Louise. It's the wrong details. Yeah, Jordan took the time to to write that to write such yeah. a wonderful intro. We we wanted to give it some give it some love. <laughs> Jordan continues. I got a theory and would like your guys' opinion on its likelihood. What if Val is the Scroll Queen? Because I got to say, I hope Everett Ross saw something that was there a long time ago, or his actual wife got replaced. Also, I feel like Everett could be like Coulson was, but they got to commit and put him in everything. Keep up the awesome work. I'll be supporting you guys till you stop or the end. Love you guys. Later, skaters. Jordan. So when I read that, that supporting you guys till the end, I heard like until the end of the line. Yeah, I'll be with you till the end of the line. Yeah, but the way you said it it sounded like a threat. Yeah, until the end. I feel like it, it wasn't my fault, though. It, like, I don't want to throw Jordan under the bu- uh, proverbial bus here, but like, I'll be supporting you guys till you stop or the end. It, <laughs> like, it's really easy to get there from those yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, getting to his actual feedback, now that we focus really hard on his intro and his sign-off. Yeah, yeah we, we're couching it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love this feedback. I think Val being the Skrull Queen, we've been talking for all this time, how is this all going to tie together? Like, yep. the, it seems like all these disparate storylines. You've got the Skrulls are coming for Secret Invasion. You've got Armor Wars coming. You've got the Thunderbolts are being built, which seems like by Val. And, like, these are big, different storylines. And Val being a Skrull or the Skrull Queen would be, like, 
just it would cinch so much of the universe together. It like put the universe in a corset and like pull them strings. Mm, pull them strings. Pull them strings, Val. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So part of the like the reason that I was recently rewatching uh, Civil War, other than loving it, uh, is doing a rewatch with uh, with the lady. And so like pull them strings, kind of like triggers in my brain that Ultron. There are no strings on me. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, and I'm like, no, no, we're bringing it all together because Ultron's yeah. coming back. <laughs> okay, my weird analogy about a corset. I don't think. Draws a connection to uh... a. <laughs> no, it always it all draws a connection, Matt. <laughs> I'll get the whiteboard out and we'll do this again. It draws strings a connection. Yeah, it, red Sorry. string theory connections. Every all of it. <laughs> we've got a lot of feedback, and it's all Black Panther based tonight. And uh, I feel like we've already gotten off the rails, so we're gonna take a quick ad break to like yeah, refocus, center ourselves. Yeah, we're just gonna center. We're gonna meditate for this ad break, and we'll be right back after these ads. We have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. I'm sorry, I ran off the rails. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No apologies. All is forgiven. Our egos are dead. Yeah. <laughs> So you live in California now? Is yeah, this true? Man. This is the word on the street. I mean, you're in like a plain white room, so I don't know. That could be all yeah. lies. <laughs> yeah. I actually moved into a hospital. It's because I'm dying. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, it's man, a really dark place. Really, really dark place. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in the Van Nuys area out in uh, just north of L.A. proper. And... um. The plain white room is because I literally just moved in and have not yet gotten all of my stuff deployed. Yeah, we were supposed to start earlier tonight. And I was like, are you ready? And you're like, no, I literally don't have a computer set up yet. (laughs) Yeah, like what I'm on right now is my work laptop and and an external monitor and like as bare bones as I, I was like, I ran over to Adobe. I was like, okay, I'm going to install audition because I have creative clouds. So it should just come over. And <laughs> there's, there's a lot of insanity right now. I, I know it's a lot of setup and you're a lot of moving, but I'm uh, happy for you that you're at where you want to be. Yeah, man. Me too. Thank you. Trad, man. Uh, well, uh, let's get through uh, the rest of this feedback. Let's get to it. Next up, Cameron says, Hey, my Panda fam with three exclamation marks. My name's Cameron, and first off, let me start by saying I love you guys. I started listening when WandaVision came out, and you guys get me through my overnight shifts. Black Panther was my favorite character before the movies came out, and when the new movie came out, it bumped up to my favorite Marvel movie, and I recently watched Wakanda Forever. I loved it. Definitely in the top five. Mm. They honored Mr. Chadwick slash T'Challa so well, I cried about two or three times during the movie. It's like I, I felt their real, raw emotions. I felt their dedication to do right by him, and they succeeded. The action, the CGI, Ironheart's attitude, I love it all. I didn't want to dislike Namor, but spoiler, he took my girl Angela out, so now I have no love for him. <laughs> but his acting was great. <laughs> Sorry if I wrote an essay, I just had to get it all off my chest. The movie was so good, and I love you guys, so yeah. Hope you guys have a great rest of the year. I'm sending nothing but good energy, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Appreciate you. I like good energy. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, it's going to be hard 
we, we talked about this a lot beforehand. If Namor was uh, responsible for the death of T'Challa, it'd be really hard to forgive him, you know? Um, But he was responsible for the death of Ramonda and like, it's still really hard to forgive him. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Uh, I, I I know that he's gonna be a morally complex character. He loves his people. He's doing right, trying to do right by them. But he's like, in the end, he's plotting like he's in a freaking Saturday morning cartoon, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He. Mm. They've done a really good job. I feel like of. Uh, putting the complexity that is Namor to screen because like he's always been that like could be could be a good guy could be a bad guy kind of showed up as an asshole when he first appeared in comics you started to kind of like him but then no he's actually just a dick like he's all over the place and he's so emotionally complex and that seems to come through to screen very 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 well and I just, I think that's, <laughs> to quote you, that's just a great job that the team did. I'm really proud of them. <laughs> Good job, Ace. <laughs> and I know he comes off as his dick, but let me just, to quote the Guardians, I don't think anyone's 100% a dick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I believe that anybody could be 100% a dick. <laughs> it's a really good John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I got. I don't got. It's like you got to create a cavity inside your throat to make that noise. Yep. I don't yep. know if anybody can be hundred percent. Yeah, I don't got that. That was very, very yeah, effective. You've, you've Good got job. the. Uh, you've got the sultry resonance. I've, <laughs> I've got the John C. Riley. I think you won. Yeah. When I when I when I open my throat, it's just straight up Pavarotti. When you do it, it's John C. Riley. <laughs> Oh, I want to do John C. Riley trying to be Pavarotti. Yeah, that's, yeah, you that's should. The, that's what I want to. That's that, what I want to vocalize now. That'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All of the rest of the of these uh, feedbacks will be read as John C. Riley singing like Pavarotti. Yeah, please learn an actual opera song and do it as John C. Riley. Because honestly, like that, res- we we're joking about the resonance thing, but like he does have that open palette thing where you could you could you could make you could do it you could make it happen uh, yeah yeah i could do it <laughs> i could do it <laughs> i'm getting there i'm getting there all right well just you just gotta watch i wreck it ralph like a lot right <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna wreck it i'm gonna wreck it just over and over you in that red shirt doing i'm gonna wreck it over and over is pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> also available on patreon <laughs> That's, that's all mostly carrots. Uh, only carrots. My bad. Onlycarrots.com. <laughs> Bianca Fernandez, a dear Jeff, Matt, and Ash, and anyone else on this cast. Oh my goodness. This movie, what a masterpiece and incredible tribute. I laughed. I cried. I shouted with delight. I got goosebumps. Everything. This shot up to my number two spot in my phase four rankings. Absolutely amazing. Bianca, I, you can't make a claim like that and not say what your number one is. Like, what what beats this film with mm. all of this praise that you've heaped on it? What in Phase Four has beaten this film? Oh, oh, she said number two in Phase Four. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. I bet it's WandaVision. I bet it's one. So many people, that's their top. It's true. WandaVision is amazing. What what are you, so, you going to bet on? What are you going to bet on for Bianca? Ooh, bet on Bianca. Okay. All right, we're uh, betting. We're betting. What are, and what are we betting? 
<laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Um, if you win, I'll let you sleep on my couch when you come out to California. You already said I could do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but they you're didn't know it, that. You're taking it back? I think they no. did. I think we've spoken about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just teasing, just teasing. But no, I, I'm betting WandaVision. What, what are you betting? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I need to pour over the history that Bianca sent in. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm just, I'm just purely I'm just going, uh, going gut. on gut. I'm going on gut here. <laughs> it's real gutty. It's real gutty. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Ooh, Thor Love and Thunder. That's an outside choice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Outside choice between the two choices made and the gazillions of properties that have been, <laughs> that have been released as part of Phase 4. Yeah, that was, a, that was a real outlier from the spread that we had of, of choices we just chose. <laughs> you took statistics. You understand. <laughs> this is not a real tight spread, Matt. We can tighten it up though. What was your favorite Phase Four thing? Um, mm, it's between Loki, Loki and Spider Man. Ooh, okay, okay. Because Spider Man, oh, oh yeah, like Spider Man No Way Home was so good. It's so good. It's so stupid good. Really hard to beat that. Like I love Loki. It's very like specific to my taste. But bringing in all those three Spider-Mans and the experience of watching all those movies in preparation and like enjoying that movie so much, I just think it's it's such a cool thing that got, like the fact that that got to happen is amazing and yeah. and the execution is is so so good. It's emotional. It's funny. It's so yeah. That's my favorite movie and Loki's my favorite show. But I, it's really hard for me to choose between them. Okay, uh, you know I can I can I can get behind that and and say low or say that Spider Man No Way Home because of the the fun that we got to have leading into it, watching all the movies in preparation for it, mm. uh, all the speculation about like what's going to be happening and how much they kept from us, even though we felt like we knew a lot about it going yeah. into it. Yeah, I think that for my movie and. The the fun that WandaVision was week to week, all yes. of that speculation, all of that, like, it wasn't even that the show was great, which it was. It's just that, like, there was so much that we were doing mm-hmm. to, to, like, to talk about it. And, like, so much that we as, as a, uh, a, a unit, you know, the, the, the fans, we all together were experiencing yeah. week to week to week going through that. And I think it's not even that... It's the experience with everybody that just made WandaVision so great and No Way Home so great. Yeah, I agree with that. That needs to be our next one uh, when we're not covering content. The uh, the rankings. rankings yeah, actually, somebody just uh, asked for our 2022 rankings, but we might be able to expand that okay. out to Phase 4 rankings. Uh, someone just commissioned that on the Patreon. Well, there we go. <laughs> Anyway, so Bianca continues saying, I'm so glad the studio listened to us fans and didn't kill another spectacular villain. Namor had me, I'm sorry, Namor had me captivated. His speed, his agility, his power, his body. Now, I'm not Mm. the type to gawk at men, but Namor, (laughs) OMG, he did it for me, y'all. Jaw on the floor. Every time he was on the screen, the thirst is so real. So, so real. 
Thank God they didn't kill him because killing him would have been a travesty. A man that gorgeous? No fucking way. I would riot. <laughs> Bianca, I love you so much. <laughs> oh yeah, those this all Bianca's words uh, that I agree with entirely, but all Bianca's words. So because I agree, I can give it the the feeling. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is so good. I I just love all of that talk about how beautiful he is and how sexy and how he did it for her. But she started with, "I'm not the type to gawk at men," and I don't know what that <laughs> phrase even means exactly. Like I didn't know if I don't know Bianca. I don't know her uh, sexual preferences. I don't know her uh, desire, but except for Namor, I know that. <laughs> What's your type, uh, Namor? Have you seen Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? It sounded like she was being a very modest. Like I was, I, I haven't pre-read this, so I was like, "So I'm like, I'm not one to gawk at men," and it was just gonna be like a very like modest way of saying it. And then she went off for a full paragraph, and I just love that. Thank you, Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lay it out there. Lay your heart on the floor, and you know we'll roll around together. <laughs> you, you never roll around on the floor. <laughs> I don't know. That was just a weird, weird place to go with it. Bianca gets it. Oh yeah. Gorgeous man aside. Oh, sorry. Back to Bianca's words. <laughs> Gorgeous man aside, I really like what they did with the character. I think it was smart to make him and his people uh, Latinx because of the similar histories of Africans and Latinx people. When Namor was speaking about his origins, it really hit home for me. I'm half Puerto Rican. Uh, that's a part of our history that can easily be overlooked from an American point of view. I didn't know until college, and this was back in 2010, about slavery in Latin America and the Caribbean. So to have them shed light on this in the movie really meant a lot. We share a lot of the same wounds. This movie was amazing. I've watched it twice now, and I've decided this is my favorite movie soundtrack out of the entirety of the MCU. It's mm. so beautiful. I've been listening to it on repeat since I got out of the theater the first time. It blends Mexican, African, and American influences so beautifully. I can't even decide which song is my favorite. They're all wonderful. I want to pause right there just to say, like, thank you, Bianca, for reminding me I haven't gone to uh, to listen to that particular score and, and soundtrack yet. But uh, yeah. it is it is now on my list. Because uh, I do a lot of listening to, like, Alan Silvestri and things like that to, you know... Get the blood flowing for doing <laughs> documentation work. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. This would be a great one. Great one to add to your uh, time to do coding or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time to do work that is tedious. Let's listen to great music. Uh, so Bianca says, now let's talk about the use of silence because it was used masterfully. They didn't rely heavily on the music to drive the audience's emotions, and I really appreciated that. For example, when Okoye was fighting Atuma on the bridge, that entire fight was so suspenseful based solely on them not using music, just the natural sounds of the fight. It heightened the tension to make you unsure if Okoye would make it out alive. And then the moments of silence and remembrance of Chadwick slash T'Challa were gut-wrenching. Mm. I love the themes of grief and faith in this movie. Shuri's struggle is something I think so many of us can relate to, especially if we have suffered a loss like hers. The loss of her father, her brother, and then her mother is enough to break anyone. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle, to me at least, that she was able to pick herself up and decide to become the Black Panther, albeit out of vengeance initially. Speaking of... I love that they had Killmonger be who she met in the ancestral plane. Mm -hmm. Not only was it great to see Michael B. Jordan back again, it added such a great layer to Shuri's character. 
It shows that she's more ruthless than we all thought, and I cannot wait to see more of her story as the saga continues. So many things to love about this movie. I can't wait until it comes out on Disney Plus so I can watch it over and over and over again at home like a little kid. <laughs> Thanks for all you do for us, pandas. Until next time, true believers, Wakanda forever. Love, Bianca. Mm. Thank you, Bianca. Um, you know, I, the, the thing about her being more ruthless, like, I wonder where they're going with that. Because it, like, just that idea makes her kind of more like a more of a badass. I mean, it, it's the classic thing. The r- ruthlessness and like vengeful nature is just kind of seen as badass in comic book media, you know, like the Punisher yeah. or whatever. And like yeah, Punisher, Wolverine, you know, yes. those sorts. There's some of the like favorite characters, you know, like of of the masses are those ones that really like thrive on vengeance. And I think there's something to that. I think there's something that's part of the reason why I think uh Tony Stark worked too. It wasn't vengeance, but it was he was in, he was sort of inspired by this selfish desire to be known as Tony Stark, you know, and like, yeah, I think there's something to that making an indelible character where they have to have something that they want, something they're sort of selfish about, and like, right. I mean, obviously the the antidote to that is Steve Rogers, um, <laughs> who's like so selfless to a fault, and that's in the in the end that's what he, he like has to leave. Um, I don't know. It's just so fascinating. And I'm just really interested to see what they do with Shuri going forward because like, could she be Vader? You know what I mean? Like, 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 could they go that far with it? Where like, you know, we get a lot of Wakandan characters we love. Like she goes 15, 20 years into the future. She's been pushed and pushed and pushed by the outside world. Like they have, you know, wars with, uh, the Tolokans and the uh, rest of the world are like spacefaring people, whoever it's like all this stuff. And then by the end, she's Vader and like young T'Challa has to be her Luke to like bring her back and take the, take the mantle, you know, like, like I'm seeing this like 20 year plan where like 20 years from now, we really get to see that story, that kind of a story. Now I'm not saying that that's uh, who she'll be forever, but I could see her turning you know, maybe she's really like just the right character for a while, but then takes a dark turn at some point and needs to be brought back by a young T'Challa yeah. who's and, and then she realizes it's her time to put down the claws, you know? Oh man, yeah. Like she recognized that it wasn't that like leading the the nation wasn't in the nation's best interest. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like but even that is like a great thing to do as a character to realize that. Like it's a yeah. it's a really powerful, positive thing to be like I don't think I have the temperament to do that right now. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so we're splitting that role up and you go do that. And I'm going to, I'm going to be the black Panther. She's got the presence of mind to have that kind of separation and recognize, but like, maybe that goes away. Maybe she does try to hang up the claws or whatever, and it goes poorly. And she's like, Nope. I can't give it up. I can't give it up. And it turns into like a Batman Beyond kind of thing. Well, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, maybe she's Vader or maybe she's old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, she's old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of this character they've they've built. I'm really excited to see who Shuri is going forward. Yeah. And it's not just I'm rooting for her, which I am. But like, th- I love there's, that there's complexity. I, they're just, they could have gone a different way with it. And honestly, I kind of felt that way about T'Challa, that T'Challa wasn't complex enough. T'Challa was almost too good for this world. Like, he was so good, and then we <laughs> lost him, 
and like the person taking his place is this morally complex, morally compromised in a way character that like, you know, is full of anger and vengeance for good reason. And like, yeah, I just, I just, I just love the, that as a starting point for her character. I think she's going to be a more interesting Black Panther um, than T'Challa would have been. Well, I would contend that if you go back and watch Civil War, he has a hell of an emotional journey in, oh, for sure. within that movie. I think more so in Civil War than in Black Panther, you know? Yeah. Black Panther is more about the outward struggle of becoming king and stopping Killmonger. But Civil War, yeah. it's all about for sort of forgiveness and like moving on and not letting yourself re- be ruled by vengeance. Yeah. 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 Mm. And then oh, he... It's just, uh, God, I'm going to come to real words and you can stop the marker at that point. Uh, (laughs) Nope, this is all going in. Because I'm just making noises at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I almost wish that like he had more time to impart into, into Shuri the, you know, the reason that we need to let vengeance go. Like why, like why vengeance was consuming me and I, I didn't want to let it do that anymore. Yeah, and yeah. Because that's the, that's what he said in in Civil War was like vengeance is consuming them, it and I'm done letting it consuming me. Yeah, I just love that. I, I, I love that's one of my favorite scenes in Civil War, and it's like an underrated one. I feel like I I, I know that it's amazing, but it, it's not the one everyone talks about when they talk about good Civil War is. But that Steve and Tony don't learn their lesson in no. Civil War. They really don't. <laughs> that's that's something T'Challa did well uh, in his two major appearances. Was like both times he learned a major lesson and mo- and changed because of it. And yeah. um, and I think you know I think we see that with Shuri too. I'm just excited, man. Just like talking about these concepts and the the possibilities of what they could do with her character with a long runway. Like that's it's just it's getting me even more jazzed than I have been for this movie. I'm I'm really pumped. Yeah. It's like getting to talk about this movie again and, and seeing the excitement in these people's words, like it's bringing it back up for me. And I'm like, I, I really, I really need it to be on Disney plus like right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. For sure. Just, just, Especially out in LA, man, those theaters are more expensive. <laughs> I think it's mostly the, uh, the, the COVID threat is higher because there's more people. Oh yeah. So, you True. know, True, true. It's a numbers game that I'm not really looking and yeah. looking forward to playing. Yep, yep. All right, last feedback. Stephanie Bestlin says, Greetings, fearless leaders of the embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> We're the fearless leaders of the embarrassment. We're the FLE. Um, <laughs> uh, Stephanie says, Two questions for you. First, if you have another Wakanda Forever feedback pod, I had one nagging thought at the end of the movie I'd love your take on. I loved the film, and I agree with all the positive words that have been shared. The only thing that left me slightly confused was the resolution with Namor. It seems like they ended in a similar place they started. The U.S. and other countries are going to continue hunting for vibranium. The Talukans are going to continue responding with violence to those who get close. And Wakanda is stuck not being able to help defend either side or tell the world about their existence. Did I miss something, or are they stuck in the same dilemma that started their conflict? On one hand, I love that Shuri listened to her mother and stopped her like on her path of vengeance, but it was also really hard to watch her come back to her people as allies with the man who caused so much death and destruction for them. Did this seem like an unrealistic shift to you, too? 
Like, where do they go from here? What it, it feels like all that fighting was for nothing. Hmm. Hmm. I definitely see what she's saying, but I, I think the thing is, and we talked about it a little bit last last episode. We talked about Wakanda Forever, and it was the idea that like they've proven themselves to Namor to the point that now he wants to use them, which is a whole different issue. But like um, previously, Namor thought he could go to them and just tell them what to do because he had more people and more power powered people. Right. And I think the if if nothing else, they've reached a stalemate of like, you guys are more powerful than we thought. I, we can't just overrun you. Um, so we're going to trust you with this, this promise you're making. You've shown yourself to be honorable. You've shown yourself to be powerful. And we're going to trust those two things and let you handle this the way you want to handle it. Um, but yeah, they still are very much the people that they were. And Namor is... Uh, Still the guy who killed her mother. I mean, it's going to be rough, man. It's going to be yeah. like, I, this is not over. I, I think her current vengeance is over, but if he does something else, I don't know that she'll be able to, you know, just yeah, stop. I think, I think there's always going to be a bit of tension between them. Cause like, you know, he's a big part of the cabal in comics. So like, I kind of feel like he might be working into that sort of thing. Um, and that like, you know, with with these warring nations, and like with the the idea that uh, that one of our earlier feedbacks uh, had of like if Val is uh, the Scroll Queen, if we go down the route that Val is the Scroll Queen, and they're you know they're invading, and uh, we get like the Thunderbolts being set up as like a government unit, you know, like a government run entity. Um, that Val is in charge of, and then it turns out that she's the Scroll Queen. Well, then maybe, like, maybe somebody like Norman Osborn could get in there and be like, "No, no, I'm going to take over the team and build it out of people that I that I know to recover that name, like to bring the Thunderbolts back to what it was meant to be." But then it's actually just his secret kill squad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I think. That as you mentioned, when he first shows him comics, he's kind of a jerk, and they sort of they rehab that over time, and now he's sort of a complex uh, character. I think that we may have a little more time in Jerkville before we move on. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, yeah, and I don't know how him and Shuri are going to get along going forward, and him and all of the Wakandans for what he did. True, true. Uh, Stephanie continues, uh, the second question, I was looking at the 2023 slate in preparation for our next fantasy draft. Oh man, I have not prepared for that at all. Uh, and I realized that there is no fall movie announced. Sure, oh, we already have goodness. three slated, but with the current schedule, there's a movie gap between July 2023 and May 2024. Not necessarily complaining, we're obviously getting a ton of series content too, but it seems crazy that there would be that much of a gap in comparison with recent years. So I'm curious if you think we could still get another new movie announcement. Personally, that seems more likely to me than one of the 2024 projects getting moved up, but I would like to know your thoughts. And if they do surprise us with another movie next year, what are your best guesses as to what it could be? Thanks for mm. all your great insight, reflections, and speculations, as always. Love you. Three Infinity? <laughs> I like it. It's three Infinity symbol. Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, yeah, so right now we've got, 
what, what, what do we have for sure? Guardians of the Galaxy. And we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Uh, Quantumania. And I, think the marvels is supposed to be in 2020 the marvels is also supposed to be next year yes and uh and blade is soon too i, I don't know I, i'm not sure about blade uh i don't think we're getting blade blade got pushed back oh that's right because they were all kind of they, they changed directors and stuff that's right yeah so that's that's i mean three a year is pretty much what they normally do so i think maybe the one we don't have a date for yet is the marvels do we have a date for the Marvels? I, I think on our do. list up top, we don't. It says we don't, but I think this might be old information. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We we keep a little list at the top of our feedback doc with all the dates of the coming properties because we always have like what's coming out. It's all too many things. July twenty eighth, twenty. Oh okay, and so we've we've got Guardians in May, the Marvels. And, okay, so that, that, honestly, three a year is what they normally do. So that, even though that is a long time between movies, um, I think that still that would not it would not surprise me if that's all they do. Or now they might put another one in early twenty twenty four. It's always room for that. I think we're gonna get another holiday special. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think that's gonna be our fourth like film type property, like right. uh, like like Werewolf by Night. Redux or mm-hmm. Werewolf by Day. I'm really interested to see what they do with special presentations because so far they've done two and I love them both. Love, yep. love, love them both. Werewolf by Weekly. Werewolf by Weekly. <laughs> so <she said. laughs> so I think I think it's about once a month. I don't think by bi- weekly he does full moons and new moons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's just where he's working his his day job. <laughs> he gets paid bi-weekly. <laughs> so he can really, you know, wolf out on those night tickets yeah. checks. So that's that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hate living paycheck to paycheck as a super. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well guys, that is about all we've got feedback wise. Um I think this will probably be our last full Black Panther feedback. We'll probably mix it in with our regular feedback from now on. But keep keep things coming if you got thoughts about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah, don't stop thinking about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, for sure. We're going to be thinking about this for years. <laughs> years to come. It will be informing our conversations. Um, uh, we, what we've been doing, uh, as we always do, we're going to read, read a five-star review. And by always, I mean now. We're trying to do that more often. Because we want to inspire you guys to have a reason to write them. And for us to... Uh, read them here on the podcast at the end. And I just love this one. This is from the Marvel Maniac says, I love this podcast. Five stars. Very Poggers podcast. <laughs> I just found it and it is amazing. So I see the look on your face, Jeff. I had the same look. And let me just say, originating <laughs> from an emote on the streaming platform Twitch, Poggers or Pog is an internet slang term used to express enthusiasm, mostly st- among online gamers. Oh, like play of the game kind of thing. Okay. okay. I, I guess. I guess. I just I just really enjoyed getting a five-star review from someone who clearly speaks a language of a generation that we are not a part of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Like this is this is very firmly in the I don't understand these fucking kids category. <laughs> well, thank you Marvel Maniac for both making us feel old and loved. We love you 3000. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we love you all 3000. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. 
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.